Hello and welcome to the podcast, Grad Meets World, the podcast where we answer your questions about growing up. I'm your host, Victoria, and today Eric is joining us to talk about his travel experiences. Hello, Eric. Hello, Victoria. How are you today? I'm good. So I actually have an icebreaker question for you. What is a place on your bucket list? For travel? Yes. Um, probably the moon would be my first go-to there. Ooh, uh, interesting. Thinking out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> kind of enough traveling in the States here, and I think it would be more fun to go to a different planet. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the moon doesn't have any sort of travel text, so... Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> So, you have traveled quite a bit, and even recently you went to New Zealand. And in New Zealand, you traveled, was it the first time without your parents? Uh, not the first, I mean, it was the first time I've gone out of the country, but it was not the first time traveling without parents. But I went to the North Island of New Zealand, and basically started in the southern end, and then... Drove all the way up to the Auckland, is the north, north side, I believe. So you didn't travel alone, correct? Nope. I was with my sister and her boss. So even though you weren't by yourself, how did you feel being at not a family vacation that so many people are used to growing up? I was a lot less stressful. Normally, my parents, like make this itinerary and we have to follow it and it's <laughs> there's always like something that we have to be doing but we could actually just do whatever we wanted and if we wanted to take a nap for an hour <laughs> we could it wasn't like we had something to do all the time so you have more of a carefree travel style you would say yeah i like to enjoy it while i'm there it shouldn't be like this chore of always having something to do and needing to be busy i would rather just enjoy being there well do you ever feel like you're missing out on something i know there was a term coined recently called fomo have you heard of that the fear of missing out among young people yeah not really i mean i enjoy what i do and someone else can do what they want I, I, what do you mean i'm not no don't really feel that one do you think that fomo is occurring a lot in part because of their social media presence probably if you can see all these fun things that your friends are doing and you're not doing them with them mm -hmm. you sort of feel like oh i wish i had been there or mm -hmm. why didn't i get invited to that or so social media is changing the way people travel i definitely agree with that because when people travel, I think there's a lot of, I have to get the perfect shot to post. And it's not of, oh, just look at this nice beach. I want a picture of the beach. It's, they have to be in every picture. And that can take away from the experience. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, I don't know how many times you see people just taking pictures of their food. Just <laughs> letting their food get cold. And it's like, well, by the time you're done taking pictures, it's not going to be as good as if you had just eaten it and enjoyed your experience why i don't understand why so many people need to post everything that you know they traveled and all this sort of stuff and 
I the only problem I find with that though is sometimes at the end of trips I'll wish I had more pictures to show other people, but mm, so there's that balance question. Yes. I see. So what do you think is a tip you can give other people traveling on their own for the first time? Um, internationally or just any type of trip? Just generically. Pick somewhere you want to go that has stuff you want to do there, I guess. It's just figure out what you like and what you want to go see and go there. Don't go to a place because of any other reason other than that's what you want to do. Have you taken any spontaneous trips? Pretty much all of my trips are spontaneous. <laughs> uh, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, my friend said her sister was turning 21 in lacrosse. It was like 5.30 at night. And they're like, yeah, you should come here. But they sort of said it jokingly, but I just drove You took three it literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I asked them if I could sleep on the couch. And then they said yes. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm on my way. So I probably packed in 20 minutes and then drove three hours to lacrosse and had a lot of fun. What are some choices do you think influenced your style of travel? Um, mostly that's just the type of person I am. I'm not good at planning things out that much. So I usually just do things and <laughs> worry about them later and deal with the consequences <laughs> of sort of planning, but that's about it. Well, do you have any plans for future trips or things you might handle differently? I've gotten it pretty much down. You, you just sort of run through what you think you will need. Uh, the only time I like do actual planning is if I'll go camping because then you actually have to bring a lot more supplies and it's much less fun if you forget toilet paper on your camping trip and can't just use a leaf maybe poison <laughs> ivy yeah pretty much <laughs> you don't want to take that risk but mm -hmm. well should we backtrack a little bit and talk about your new zealand trip sure what would you like to know um what are some troubles you had while traveling um, a lot of forgetting things, I think, was the main issue I had. I, going through customs, they had to take my boots because they had American dirt on them, and apparently they don't like American dirt in New Zealand, so they had to clean my boots off. But Well, yeah, there could be different bugs you don't right. want to bring along. Yeah. Um... And this was like, I just landed in Auckland and I was taking a, another flight down to the southern end of the island because that's where we were starting our trip. And so it was like maybe 30 minutes between when I landed and when my next flight was leaving. So I had to rush through customs, get all my bags and then recheck them in at a, through a different, uh, airport not airport uh flight people whatever different airline that's what it is and 
that all took a long time and I was in a rush and I guess I just left my boots behind and had to buy a pair of New Zealand boots. Well, what was it like traveling internationally? It was much more luxurious than domestic flights. They were, you got plenty of food. Like, I don't know how they decided what whether you should eat breakfast or dinner because it was a 12-hour time change. So they, like, sort of put you on this plan to be on the New Zealand time change with the food so they were like serving breakfast at night it it felt really weird but it sort of made sense that they did it that way but the food was really good I don't know I don't have any complaints I always thought people complained about airplane food but I thought it was pretty good a little bland but it was hot it was filling yeah I mean when you're sitting on a plane for was it 17 hours you're just sitting there and you don't really need a ton of food you're just sitting that was the only problem that I had was it's so hard to sit for that long of a time and not move and I hear a lot of people get um blood clots if they do long yeah. slides so someone says it's just a good idea to get up and whether you go to the bathroom or just stand up for a few seconds to Get some mm-hmm. blood flowing through your legs. Do you suggest that people try and sleep to accumulate to the time change when they're traveling or try and entertain themselves? What do you suggest? Um, I haven't really done enough international flights to know what the best way of doing it is. At least with time changes and all that. But I... I say the best way to go is to try and sleep on what your new schedule will be so you sort of get a head start on the jet lag if you start having to sleep weird hours on the plane when you land hopefully you'll be a little bit used to sleeping (laughs) 12 hours difference than yeah did your flight on the way back to the United States from New Zealand differ from your flight to New Zealand? Um, it was a little less comfortable. I was like in a middle seat, so I didn't really have a place to lean or put my legs anywhere. So that was kind of rough. Um, I'm trying to remember which way. One way that I went we were in the darkness for the whole 18 hours because we were traveling with the sun basically so we left in the middle of the night and then we got there in the middle of the night and then on the way back i believe i saw the sunset twice for the same day because again because of the time change so when i was leaving the sunset and it was like whatever the 14th and then flew back, saw the same sunset, or it went all the way around. But because they're a day ahead of us, when we when I came back, it was the 14th again. But I got to see the sunset on the 14th in L.A. So I saw the same <laughs> sunset twice in one day. That's cool. Like a happier ending to Groundhog Day. Yeah. It was kind of strange to think about, too, and... 
Yeah, it was it was very strange being in a totally different side of the world, pretty much. So that's <laughs> that's why I think going to the moon would be amazing. It's just like absolutely completely different. But, Throw your whole senses yeah. off. Yeah, New Zealand had tons of different like none of the plants looked familiar. There was nothing there that was like, oh yeah, there's a pine tree. It was just everything was completely different, and it was. experiencing yeah experiencing something for the first time and it was a lot of fun i liked it that's good it sounds like you had a lot of fun travels did is there anything that really stuck out to you from your trip either Uh, that you learned or experienced the money there it's kind of like monopoly money like (laughs) different colors and it's made of sort of like plastic almost a lot of foreign money is like that too yeah well that was the first foreign money that i've used besides i think i had canadian money once but i think i just got the loonies the coins Mm. they they had cool money also because everyone instead of having like dead presidents on it i guess they did have some dead famous person or whatever diplomat but on the other side there would always be um an animal and a plant of some sort oh like maybe their national animal or symbol yeah but each each bill had not each denomination had its own animal and plant that they determined was important enough to put on money and that's interesting because, you know, money is also a historical thing. Like some people keep it and collect it. Mm-hmm. You can see how it changes throughout the year. And then someone will remember that versus the American dollar hasn't changed that much, right. you know. Except for the quarters. That's that's the only one they want to change here is the quarter. <laughs> yeah. But then each state has their own backing for the quarter too, which mm-hmm. is kind of neat. Well, my family, we did a lot of road trips going up. Do you have any experience doing those on your own? Yeah, they're definitely a lot more common than traveling abroad. It's I try to go at least once a month, just somewhere. Maybe three hours is usually like pretty easy car ride travel, so it doesn't take forever and you're not exhausted by the end of it it's one of the worst parts is super long car rides well when you're driving alone do you ever worry about not having someone there with you if like you get tired and you need to switch a driver just someone to talk to if you get lonely um i don't really worry about it that much i know if i feel too tired to drive i can always just pull over and sleep in the back of the car if it comes to that but i'm pretty good at staying awake I, i've never driven asleep before oh goodness but um one thing i would recommend is bringing your own music whether you have cds or itunes or however you listen to music i would recommend that because out in some rural areas there's nothing on the radio that you want to listen to and 
the time drags on. If you on. even get a radio station. Exactly. <laughs> and it makes time drag on when you're just sitting there in silence. It, it can make the drive seem even longer than it actually is. So bringing some, your own music or that you want to listen to will, I think, makes time go by a little faster. What are your favorite tunes? Um, I got some Stevie Ray Vaughan CDs. I don't know. Any, I like, only time I like country music is while <laughs> I'm driving, which is kind of good because the rural areas will usually have country music on, but it, I can only listen to so much of it before it, <laughs> it comes back to not being good again. <laughs> So just not your cup of tea, huh? Not exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I always like to listen to music that feels like where I'm driving, if that makes sense. So like puts you in a mood, like in a movie, a theme. Exactly. Sad song, sad scene. Yes. Well, Fully immerse yourself I don't, in I don't really do a lot of sad music. Although, if you've ever driven through Nebraska, it it deserves some very sad music. Yes, very flat. I it, have been there. It's about <laughs> from one side to the other. I think it's like eight hours, and it oh. looks like it's the same thing over and over again. I'm pretty sure that somewhere in Nebraska, there's like a nice loop that you do because it seems like you do a lot of right turns and not as many left turns. So I think. Something going on there. I don't know. <laughs> it shouldn't be that long to drive through that well, state. Well, we'll have to look it up. It's torture. And it <laughs> looks sad there. I, I mean, I've only driven kind through of it. like the Dakotas. They're kind of flat for mm-hmm. a while, but then it gets interesting. Yeah, but Nebraska never gets interesting. That's where you it's different. You feel like it's worse. It, it stays the same mm-hmm. the whole way through. It's just dreary and cloudy and sad yeah. and... That's how I felt in the Dakotas. There was just a lot of nothing. But, I mean, some people enjoy that. They are nice planes, but I don't, I don't know. I saw a lot of boarded up houses and decrepit buildings. Best, it did no. not look good. <laughs> as soon as I crossed over the whatever river is there and in Nebraska, it was bad and it stayed bad the next eight hours. And I would not recommend nebraska to anybody (laughs) (laughs) have you been to omaha nope i don't think so i would just drove straight through well there's it's a bit a lot of there are a couple universities there it's a big financial area um so that would be an interesting place to visit however i'm not quite sure of their terrain maybe we'll have to look that up once this is done have you ever traveled by train before I have not, actually. That's... I don't really understand who traveling by the train is for, because it it pretty much costs as much as a plane ticket, but it's gets you there in the same amount of time as if you drove, so I don't... It's people who want the convenience of no parking, and it's like why people take trains and cities versus driving well i'm saying for a a long trip i there's not really any convenience because you're you're stuck eating their food which train food train food is bad 
Airplane food <laughs> is surprisingly good. Train food is surprisingly bad and expensive. Uh, it, well, could have been the altitude in the plane, you know. I guess. <laughs> but the only thing that I'm I'm interested in someday trying to uh, you can get a room on the train because mm-hmm. that was another problem with the train was you're stuck in a chair so you never get to lay down and i oh. took it out to the dakotas so that was 30 hours something like that oh my goodness and yeah i mean the one of the good things is the train stops several times so at every stop if you want to you can get up and go walk around and it does have like a observation car where it's just all windows and the tables there and some other chairs facing out so you can sort of watch what you're going through so you don't you're not stuck in that chair you you can get up and go walk around Mm -hmm. so it's it's much more of a slow down leisurely way of getting somewhere yeah, I see a lot of times on PBS that they advertise scenic railways. A lot of times those trips are through Canada's and like you mm-hmm. said, out west. And and they always look really interesting to me. At least because um, what they advertise on PBS is that it's a historical tour. So they'll take you through all these old mining towns and... Teach you a bit of history along the way. While you're driving. I did notice um, in the train, they had a booklet and it showed all the stops that it went through. And it said, uh, I'm from Gurney, Illinois. And it's spelled G-U-R-N-E-E. But in this thing, they spelled it like the Gurney you get pushed into on an ambulance. (laughs) So they did it with the (laughs) E-Y. I thought that was really funny. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of times if something was verbally, they spelt it however they spelt, yeah. So now I live in a gurney, apparently, or used to live in a gurney. Although, so I was saying I I do want to try getting one of the rooms because that would avoid the only problem I had with the train was that you didn't have anywhere to lay down, but supposedly these rooms have beds and... I think if you rent a room, is it would it be renting? Because it's only a a trip. I, I don't know. Well, if you get a ticket that includes the room, it also includes um, dining. They have a dining car on there, and they serve like actual dinners, but that's only for people that bought um, a ticket with a room. If you just have a regular seat, you have to basically get like vending food is what I would describe it as so you get like chips soda and then they have some pizzas they'll throw in a microwave for you and that's about it for food so you would say this is not the type of train traveling is not entertaining for a single person would it be more of a family activity well that's I think it would be sort of best as a single person because it costs as much as a plane ticket. So if you get more people, it's going to be way cheaper to just drive everyone because then you can carpool and only pay, you know, for the gas. But if you're traveling as a family, you have to buy a ticket for each person. And so it's 
really expensive and slow. I would recommend though you can bring as much of your own food as you want. So haul in a cooler. Yeah, I would say bring a cooler and just eat sandwiches or Buy whatever bulk, you want. Costco, Sam's Club. I don't know if they'll let you use their microwave to heat stuff up. I'm sure if you asked, they'd be they'd be okay with it, but no promises there. <laughs> but as a single person, taking the train would be good because a lot of people on the train are just like willing to talk to you and you can just go into the observation car and you sit down with somebody and they'll talk to you and it's nice to meet people that way. Oh, well, thank you very much, Eric, for joining me today. That's all the questions I had for you. Well, thank you for having me. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? Mm, get out there and travel. Find someplace new. I don't know. Live your life. Yep. Don't be afraid of new experiences, but just be aware of the positive and negative outcomes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Grad Meets World or check out the website at Grad Meets World Podcast wordpress.com this podcast is available on itunes apple podcasts and google play thanks for listening